Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. As usual, you know that I am going to be humble, open, and transparent with you about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. And today is no different. Um, I actually just want to talk to you guys about where I am currently in my journey of life and just share with you some of the things that I've been experiencing. So I think I mentioned it in another podcast that I have started this book series called Master Life. Now, Master Life is a four book series that takes about six weeks. I'm sorry, six months to complete. Now, you would say, dang, that's a long time. But in all honesty, it is a great devotion. It can be done individually and it can be done with a group. Uh, I think the book promotes more of it being done with a group because it it does talk a lot about, you know, fellowshipping and having prayer partners. And it's just it's a great way for you to just connect with other believers and to kind of just share, you know, what's going on. Uh, the book was actually introduced to me by my friend Tara Body, And you guys may remember her. She's been on the podcast before. Uh, she is the author of um marriage is a beautiful thing but what I wish I would have known and also the founder of the healthy marriage movement so you know Tara was telling me about the book and just based off of the things that she was sharing with me I decided to purchase it now Tara also does this um this study with a group of women and um she goes through the whole process with them for six months and then after that group finishes she starts another group well by the time I got my books she had already started her group for um for this season um and uh, so I just went ahead and started doing it individually but she ended up starting a second group because I guess there were so many women who were interested in doing it and it's not just for women um her husband also does it with men as well so um but anyways uh i decided to go ahead and join the second group just so that i could get that group discussion piece um because like i said the book mentions it a, a lot about it uh but i've personally been doing this i've continued at the pace that i was going to do it individually so I kind of am ahead of where my group is, but it's still beneficial to me because it allows me to go back and review with them on the weeks that they're on. But um, I don't want to spend too much time talking about, uh, you know, that I want to tell you about how the book has been a blessing to my life, because I honestly feel that this was um, an on time thing for me, especially in this current season. So um you know, you know how you go to God in prayer about some things generally <laughs> uh, that you're just like, you know, God, I will you know, help me to, you know, become more like you or, you know, show me uh, areas that I can correct, stuff like that. Well, you know, you got to be careful what you pray for and you need to be specific. I think this whole uh, quarantine uh, COVID-19 situation shows us how we need to be specific with God about some things because a lot of us were praying for some stuff that has happened, but we did not expect for it to happen the way that it has through by way <laughs> of COVID-19, right? Um, but I decided to pray the prayer of asking God to reveal, expose, and remove those things in my life that are not like him and that should not be there. But I 
lacked um, my specifications <laughs> on what exactly or what areas of my life I wanted him to do that. And so um, he's been revealing, he's been exposing. And when I tell you that I was just like, hold on, push the brakes. Um, okay, God, this is a lot. Uh, I, I didn't realize all of this was going to come out. I mean, some stuff that God was revealing and exposing to me, I seriously thought that I was like done, done with. And he was like, nope, you're not. You just suppressed it. So just being transparent and sharing something with you guys. I am not the most expressive person in the world. And let me be specific in what I mean by that. I, yes, I can be outspoken and I'm very passionate about certain things. But when it comes to my personal life, I keep that to myself. Um, When it comes to maybe personal offenses, like if you offend me, you probably would never know because I'm not the kind of person that would just come up and tell you like, hey, I ain't like what you did. Um, this is how it made me feel. Let's talk about it. You know, when I, that's not me. Um, I usually just suppress it uh, and don't say anything. And the sad thing is, is that um, when I was a teenager, uh, it was so bad that one of my nicknames in high school was TikTok because I would suppress so much. And it's like the next person who kind of popped the bubble, who, you know, kind of pushed the wrong button at that time, they got all of it. And so people are like, Hannah, you just you you blow up and we don't know when you're going to blow up like. You know, and that was bad. And that was a moment where I had to kind of reflect and like, hey, as a Christian, you can't just be blowing up on people like that. So I did change, at least I thought I did, and I still suppress. But at this time, I was in more control of my anger, not to just snap at people when things happen, but to kind of approach it in a better way. But it didn't stop me from still suppressing my feelings. And so um, there's a lot of things through through my life um, that you guys probably will learn eventually on these podcasts, because I just feel like God has been revealing these things to allow me to heal completely so that I will be willing to share and you know, give my testimony and allow him to get the glory in how he has brought me through and allowed me to be an overcomer of those things. And so um, I now I'm in this this space where I am unlearning 37 years of suppressing my feelings and now trying to be more expressive. And when I tell you that that is hard, that is hard hard because a lot of the time I just want to fall back on my old ways of just suppressing because for me I can't speak for anybody else but for me when I'm trying to express how I feel like I'm I'm a processor and so and you guys could probably tell sometimes when I'm talking on the podcast um, it, it takes me a little while to get a thought out which is why sometimes I have to write down what I'm going to say on the podcast. I I mean, I want it to flow. I want it to be organic and natural. I don't want it to be scripted, but to help me with my thoughts, to be able to just speak and not have a lot of dead space with you guys. I do have to like jot down notes to remind me of points that I want to talk about. And um, for me as a processor, when I'm talking to somebody in person, sometimes it may take me a while to get out what I'm trying to say. And so if that person doesn't have a lot of patience, um, they can 
show frustration, whether it is through their mannerism, their facial expressions, their body language, um, whether it's what they say, like, hey, get to the point. Um, those are triggers for me, I guess. And it it only reaffirms or confirms the anxiety that I already feel inside me, which is like, I'm going to be rejected. Like here it is me in my vulnerable state. I'm trying to share with you how I feel and I'm giving you permission to hurt me. That's the first thing I'm giving you permission to hurt me by coming to you vulnerably and, um, and willing to like, just be open and share with you how I feel. And then your response by you responding that way, although it may not even be intentional, you responding that way is just a sign to me like, see, this wasn't a good thing in the first place. Why Why did I even decide to share with you? Because it doesn't even seem like you care or you concerned or you're rejecting me or whatever it is that I'm feeling in that moment. And so my natural response is to shut down. And that's what I do. I shut down and I'm like, never mind. It's okay. And it's not okay. It's not okay. I'm not okay with it. I don't like it. But because I no longer want to be in that anxious state, in that emotional state, in that place of of feeling vulnerable and rejected and just lonely, I'm like, mm, nope. So my guards come up, I shut down and I'm like, no, it's okay. We don't, we don't need to talk about it. It's all right. It's good. And I walk away and I suppress it. I didn't necessarily give my chance, myself an opportunity to truly heal from that experience. Um, but I guess in my um, naive or ignorant mind, I thought that suppressing those feelings, um, you know, was just like, oh, okay, I'm over it. It's no big deal, right? Um, and that's one of the other things too. It's not for me. It's me not wanting to show weakness, right? Because somewhere along the line throughout my childhood, um, I saw that being emotional was a sign of weakness. And so somewhere that got distorted and the enemy twisted that truth and I accepted it that, you know, when you are vulnerable like this, when you're emotional, that it just shows that you're weak. When in actuality, it takes a very strong person to be emotional because what I have realized in these past couple of weeks is to push through my emotion of wanting to shut down is one of the hardest things that I have had to do. You know, um, not the hardest, but one of the hardest things that I have had to do is to push past how I'm feeling, what my my flesh wants to do, which is to just shut down, run and hide, to push past that to actually continue the conversation and to get out what I need to say and then hear what that person needs to say, that is hard. That shows strength. And to anybody else out there who is, you know, in the same place that I'm in or who has struggled with that, I commend you. Nobody else may understand that because it's just those of us who aren't as expressive. And, and that's one of the things like in, in my marriage with Anthony, Anthony's very expressive. Anthony tells, you know, tells me what he doesn't like or what he likes or all the time. You know, um, even the other day he said to me, he was like, I feel like I'm always complaining to you about stuff. And in my mind, to be truthfully honest with y'all, I was like, I feel like you always complain about stuff, too. <laughs> I mean, no shot at my husband, but he's just expressive. If something, you know, doesn't 
go well with him if it doesn't fit well and he's just like nah let's change this and and that's a good thing it's a good thing to just snap it in the bud right then and there you know um but for someone like myself who doesn't do that and and in in their mind feels like hey sometimes you know you can just bite the bullet on some things and let that go like we don't have to say everything for a person like myself who thinks that way for another person who's very expressive sometimes it can seem like a lot like dang you have a lot of things that you don't like (laughs) you know um and I think at some point not even think I know because this is one of the things that God revealed to me um is that because I'm not as expressive as him and he is more expressive that over time that has allowed me to build a little resentment um because in my mind when he may be um expressing something that he doesn't like that I do I know and I can think of times where he was talking that in my mind I'm like dude you know I I don't like when you do such and such but I ain't saying nothing to you like you know but you over here telling me you know that is what's going on in my head and that builds up resentment and that's not a good thing because when you have resentment towards a person you can be cold you can um that's that whole it's in it's in you you know what i'm saying that emotion is inside you and um it's not necessarily it's not not even not necessarily it's not a good thing it's it's not and that's you know one of the things that god has just been revealing to me is is that like you know hannah you you hold a lot of stuff you think that you've let it go but you haven't you just kind of swept it under the rug and try to make it look nice and pretty and you think that it's okay because you know you've been sweeping it under the rug and the rug has been been covering it so you think that you're you're good and you're healed but over time if you keep sweeping stuff under the rug eventually it's going to develop a hump and then it's once you notice the hump that you're like oh there's something wrong with the floor and let me go ahead and find out what it is hello god exposing and revealing you pull back the rug and you see this hump of dust or hump or whatever that you don't know what's been living up in there now so now you got to take care of it and the book kind of refers to that too about the whole suppression thing by talking about how bearing an emotion can cause it to emerge in an unhealthy way later like in my case resentment you know um and that's not healthy at all and one of the things that I truly like about the what I was saying why I even mentioned the book is because where I currently am in my life right now with you know God showing me some things that I really haven't dealt with or healed from that I just kind of suppressed that the book is you know right on time because there is a section in book two that talks about managing your emotions and this has really been helping me through this process of now trying to fight past that feeling of wanting to just put my guard up and continue to live in my suppression. Um, the book actually gives you like positive, positive steps. You know, um, it gives the acoustic of action, acknowledging the emotion, consider why you have it. Thank God that he will help you master it. Identify the biblical response to it. Obey the Holy Spirit's leading. And then for N, nurture the appropriate fruit of the spirit. 
And so, you know, um, I've said this before and I will continue to say it, but emotions are not bad. Having an emotion, feeling a certain way is not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. In fact, I believe that emotions are our God-given feelings that were um, that are essential to who we are and to our personalities. You know, we were given or created with emotions to experience life and to learn, you know, how to have compassion for others so that we can be able to relate to them and also for others to be able to be relatable to us. Seriously, when you think about it, this is just the trick or the strategic plan of the enemy right coming against God so here it is God has given us these emotions to feel so that we can be relatable and to relate to others right and then the enemy will come in while you're having these feelings and emotions and make you feel bad about them saying like no you can't tell anybody that you're feeling that as a Christian you shouldn't feel that day remember you're supposed to rejoice in all things remember you're supposed to count it all joy and all so you have all of this coming in and you're just like oh no I can't share that I can't share that I've wavered in my faith I can't share that I'm feeling weak right now I can't share that I am feeling depressed and I'm a Christian when I'm supposed to be counted at all joy so you keep all of that stuff inside and don't share and then people don't know what's going on with you and then you're slowly for no other word or better word to use dying inside because you're not working through your issues you're just suppressing them and so one of the things that I've really enjoyed about this book is that not only does it talk about this, but it also gives you some positive steps. It taught, I mean, in one of the, it gives this um, this acronym or acoustic uh, called action, and each letter of action is something that you a positive step that you can take to work at managing your emotions because that's at, that's what we need to do. We have to manage or master our emotions and in all honesty we can't do it by ourselves and I'm 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 going to tell you just for me I can't do it by myself it's been a struggle y'all because seriously just like I think it was Paul or Peter who who said that you know when I try to do right you know um I do wrong it's because it's a war it's a war between my flesh and my spirit between me pas- pushing past these emotions and how I feel and and you think that it is something that is like super difficult, but it could be something as simple as food. And I'll tell you that that is an issue for me. So I know for a fact that I, you know, it is important for my health, not because I'm trying to look a certain way or because I'm trying to weigh a certain way. It is important for my health for me to monitor and manage my weight, because if I don't, then I will start to experience issues in my body. You know, I've shared with you guys in an earlier podcast that I was diagnosed with erythema nodosum. And for me, what I have learned through my, you know, journey of that diagnosis is, is that my weight has an effect on whether or not I have a, a flare up with it. As long as I'm able to maintain my weight, I'm able to monitor what I eat and I don't just fall off the wagon, I'm good. But as soon as I'm not paying attention to those things, like during this quarantine, snacking a little bit more than I used to, not working out as much as I used to, when that happens, now my body is like, girl, you tripping. And I start to feel certain things. And I'm like, uh, and that's like my warning signs. My body is warning me, Hannah, don't do this. But the or Hannah, it's time to get back on it because, hey, I'm warning you, if you keep going down this path, 
this is going to happen. And so here it is. I'm trying to do good. I'm trying to get back into a consistent workout routine. I'm trying to manage what I eat. But then my my flesh is like, oh, no, but you can have that that, you know, that cookie remember it's a protein cookie it's good for you you can have a couple of those or oh it's okay you too tired don't get up and work out today oh you you see that soreness that you're feeling from the workout yesterday no you need to take another day of rest it's stuff like it's so it's simple things like that or even the fact with my children that you know um since they have been home right now it's like some of the lessons that they've known about cleaning up and managing or whatever that they you know it's like they forgot about it and so here it is I'm like I don't want to be fussing and yelling at my kids all the time all right let me exercise patience a fruit of the spirit let me you know um can be more self-control another fruit of the spirit to talk to them in a calm manner but sometimes I get frustrated and sometimes I'm like how many times do I have to tell y'all why did y'all and I'm fussing and I become grumpy mom and now here I am I'm grumbling about them not doing what they need to do and I'm all out of sorts right that's not the biblical response to have but I'm not saying that you know in those moments you're not allowed to have them you can because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of parents out there who can relate to my grumpy mom situation. Or there's a lot of people out there who can relate to my my food situation, you know, struggling with that. It can be as simple as those things. It doesn't have to be this big, you know, situation that causes you to step into a place of, of sin. Because even with food, I mean, gluttony that is a sin you know what i'm saying you don't want to be so emotional and tied to food so much that every time you're feeling emotional you're going to grab that pint of ice cream or you're going to grab whatever and then now you're overindulging, which can lead to sin and that's what you know paul was talking about in the beginning when he said be angry be emotional y'all but don't sin so we have to acknowledge we have to it's important for us to acknowledge the emotion because being in denial is hard for you to correct anything if you're in denial about it if you're just suppressing it and keep sweeping it under the rug you got to talk about it you know what i'm saying that's that's the first um action step right you have to acknowledge the emotion and then the second one is consider why you have it you know a lot of times we don't even understand why we're in an emotional state. We don't even know what is wrong. And again, let me own my own truth and let me not speak for anybody else, but just speaking for myself. There are times where I don't really know why I'm feeling the way that I do. Um, but since reading this, uh, the, the, the lesson in the book about managing your emotions, I've found myself now asking, why do I feel this way? Why does it upset me when they do this you know um or why does it upset me when this happens what is the root cause and that's the other thing right we have to recognize a lot of times that our initial response can be very surface and we gotta dig deeper to find the root of it why does this really bother you it's just like me finding or God helping me find the root of why I may sometimes be cold towards, you know, Anthony about certain things. And it's because there was resentment there. There was an issue that I had with him that I never addressed. And he ended up having the same issue and addressing it with me. 
And I was like, how you going to call, you know, look at the pot calling the kettle black. How you going to come correct me about this, you know, trying to hold me to a certain standard and you don't hold yourself to it. But is that really right for me to get upset with him about something that I never told him bothered me that he did? You know, here it is. I'm holding him accountable secretly. I'm secretly holding you accountable because I don't have enough guts or strength within me to just tell you how I feel. And I know where that comes from, y'all. That comes from from the fact that I am an avoider. I don't really like conflict and I try to avoid it at all costs. And I know that that comes from my childhood, from, you know, seeing and hearing my parents argue on a regular basis that for me, I was just like, I don't want that in my marriage. That was one area that I learned from my parents' marriage that I did not want to reproduce in mine. I didn't want that conflict. I didn't want us to be, you know, at each other all the time. So for me, I felt the best way to do that is it's like, okay, I'll just suppress my feelings. I won't share it. But that's even worse because now I'm building stuff up. And it's something that I could be upset with him about that happened two months ago. Not even two weeks or two days, y'all, but like two months ago, something that he did that I never addressed with him. That's bothering me. And then here it is. He does something else. But it's really the anger from two months ago that I'm upset with that makes me act a certain way. And that's not right. It's it's not right, you know, and and that's the reason why it's important for us to consider. Why do I feel like this? Why does this bother me? What is the root cause of this? What is what is the real issue that's going on? Why I'm feeling this way? Should I even be feeling this way about it? Or am I overreacting? Like, let's explore this. Let's let's find out what what's really going on. The next step is thank God that he will help you master it. Listen, we don't have to do this by ourselves. I I have I not only have I realized, but I have to remind myself Hannah, you are not doing this alone. You're doing this with God. God is helping you. God said that he sent his Holy Spirit, the helper, to come and help us. The The fruit of the Spirit, you know, it. the way for us to, to be able to, to love and to have joy and have peace and to, you know, have faithfulness and gentleness and, you know, to have kindness and for us to have self-control, for us to be able to have the fruit of the spirit, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and to take control to help us master it because we can't master it on our own. Again, you know, referencing back to I think it's Peter who says, when I try to do good, evil is ever before me when I'm trying to do it's because you're again, your spirit is at war with your flesh your flesh is self-centered yes your flesh is is rooted and seated in its sinful way it's in, in its sinful nature it's worldly as a matter of fact paul even called us worldly you know he he said that we were worldly he was like i i refer i can't call you spiritual because you still holding these stuff inside this jealousy this envy this rap he you know he talks to us about that he's like i i can't refer to you as that and that's in um first corinthians 3 1 through 3 if anybody wants to go check out that verse but he talks about how he you know he couldn't call us spiritual you know, he had to refer to us as worldly because that's a worldly nature. And 
And when I read that, I ain't even going to lie to y'all. I was offended. I was just like, what you mean I'm a worldly Christian? I ain't no worldly Christian. Like, I read my Bible. I obey what God tells me to do. And then it's one of those moments like, girl, stop tripping because you don't have it all together. You ain't perfect. It, you know, like Pastor Michael Todd says all the time, it ain't about perfection. It's about progression. Let's go ahead and progress, make some steps in the right direction and acknowledge, hey, there are times that I am a worldly Christian. And that's just the truth, y'all. It's just the truth. It's the it's the fact of my life. I can't speak for you. But for me, there are times where I am a worldly Christian because, yes, I am holding on to some emotions that I need to let go I am not at that place yet where it's just that easy to count it all joy. You know, it's not that easy to just push past how I feel to recognize the good in situations that don't feel good. It's not that easy for me to just be like, all right, I got this, Lord, you got I'm just going to trust you, you know, I, I'm still going to feel. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with feeling Jesus felt. Jesus felt, you know what I'm saying? Jesus was fully human and experienced all the emotions that we feel. But the difference between us and Jesus is that Jesus did not sin when he was feeling. You know what I'm saying? When when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane and he was kneeling to pray, he asked God, he said, can this cup pass me? Is there another way? And, and for me, I'm just going to talk about that, how I see it. I see it as Jesus was just like, yo, God, li- daddy, listen, um, I've been thinking about this thing a little bit. Uh, and, uh, I don't, I don't think I want to go through this anymore. <laughs> you know, like, um, I can already foresee how this night is going to play out because I'm all knowing just like you. And so, like, I see them whipping me. I see them spitting on me. I, I, ah, this, this, um, mm, is there another way, Lord? I mean, but then he pushed past his emotions and had a biblical response and said, not my will, Lord, but yours. Nevertheless, not my will, Lord, but yours. I'm not there yet. I'm trying. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get to that nevertheless in all situations, in all areas of my life. I'm not there yet. And I'm just being honest with y'all. Like it's, it is a, I am a work in progress. Uh, and I'm grateful that God will continue to do a good work in me until the return of my savior. I am grateful that God is merciful and gracious towards me that when I do stumble and fall and may fall back into my worldly ways that all I can do is come to him and repent and he's just like all right it's forgiven got a new day new grace new mercy let's go you know I'm grateful for that and so yes I thank God that he is there to help me master this because he knows that on my own I mean the Bible tells me that apart from him I can do nothing on my own I can't do this on my own I'm gonna fall to the ways of my flesh every single time it's only in his strength that I'm gonna be able to push past how I feel to do the right thing to do the the godly thing and then the next action step is I identify the biblical response. And that's the thing. There's a biblical response for everything. And again, God has to help me master to have a biblical response, to have a um, 
a softer tongue in talking to my children so that I'm not always yelling when even though it seems like a daily several times of the day situation with asking them to clean up like literally I could tell Skylin all right go clean up your room and I go back upstairs about an hour later and the room is still the same but she ain't in the room playing anymore she now downstairs watching tv hold up wait a minute how you watching the television and you ain't clean up your room which I told you to do an hour ago And then, so that's like the second time that I had to talk to her about it. Then some more time go by and it's time for bed. And I walk upstairs. Not only is the room a mess now, but then the homework play area is a mess as well because she's very artistic and she's coloring and drawing pictures and doing all this stuff all throughout the day. And that's just, papers are just scattered all over the floor, right? And it's bedtime. And I'm like, yo, Skyland, hold up. Wait a minute. What's going on? Didn't I ask you to clean up your room? And now you got another, a second area that you ain't clean up yet? And you... And you've been downstairs watching TV with me and now it's time to go to bed. And she's like, well, mommy, it's, it's bedtime. Can I, um, can I just do it in the morning? What? <sighs> okay, God. Woosah. Okay. Holy spirit. Help me have a soft tongue, soft response to my child. Even though I am very upset. My emotion right now that I am emoting is frustration with this child. And it would feel so good to just yell but I'm not going to because I'm asking the Holy Spirit to help me master (laughs) self-control. And so I said to her, I said, okay, Sky, clean it up in the morning. Now, do y'all think that my child going to get up on her own and clean that up in the morning by herself without me asking? No, I'm going to have to tell her. I'm probably going to have to tell her several more times throughout the day when she gets up. But it's all right because... I'm just going to take it one step at a time. I've shared with y'all before that God has been speaking to me in regards to just having a, um, you know, grace, mercy, and peace, grace, mercy, and peace every day. Every day is new grace, new mercy that is given to me. Every day I have the opportunity to walk into his, enter into his rest and maintain my peace. So it's a new day. It's a new day. And I'm just going to (laughs) exercise. the 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 fruit of the spirit of self-control and i'm gonna maintain my peace and i'm just gonna hold on to it and y'all pray for me that i have a good day and that i'm able to master that today i may not and that's okay too because i am a work in progress (laughs) the next step is to obey the holy spirit's leading okay right there the holy spirit is is there to guide you right so you know that god is there to help you master it you know that there is a biblical response and you know that on your own that you will go back and fall to your old ways of doing things and just oh I'm angry everybody gonna know I'm angry today you know what I'm saying you know that you will fall back to that so here's your way out because God always provides a way of escape right So your way out is, is that the Holy Spirit is like, hey, I'm here. I'm leading you. I'm leading you 
to operate in the fruit of patience and have patience with this child or uh, have patience with your your boss or with your spouse or whatever area you need patience with or maybe is you're you're angry because you've been hurt somebody's done you wrong and you're like okay um the holy spirit's like all right nope we gonna operate in kindness we gonna have a kind response we are not going to return what they are showing us with the same we're not gonna meet them with that we are going to meet them with kindness and that is hard what you mean kindness what you mean love love my enemy love those that hurt me oh jesus it's hard right i'm not gonna lie to y'all it's hard to do those things but that's what the spirit is leading us to do and we have a choice we have a choice to either obey the spirit's leading because the spirit is like i can guide you through this I can get you through this. I know it's hard. I know that it's not easy to respond to a person in a gentle tongue when they just, you know, fussed you out or told you off. I get it. I understand that. But at the same time, follow my leading and I'll get you through this. So we have a choice to obey or not to obey. Right. And then the last step is to nurture the appropriate fruit of the spirit. And that's where the fruit of the spirit comes in you know, where we are able to fully operate in that. And like I told y'all, like, you know, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, the only way that we're going to be able to master and fully develop these fruits of the spirits where it just comes natural that that is now our response is to basically practice. It's going to be a daily practice. It's like what we tell our kids, right? Practice makes perfect. That's the only way it's going to happen. Practice makes perfect. And one day we will fully develop that, that that is our, it just comes second nature, that that is how we respond to people. And we do know people who are like that, right? I know people who they, they just got a smile on their face all the time. They're always operating in joy and love and they have patience. And yeah, there's still sometimes they're like, mm. but they they will be like, all right, it's okay, that bothered me, but I'm not going to let it hold me back. And that's where I'm trying to get. That's where I'm trying to be. And I realize that I got work ahead of me, y'all. I really do. I have some work ahead of me. Like I said before, this is 37 years of unlearning, of suppressing my emotions and finally dealing with them when they happen. It has not been easy. It has definitely been hard, but I'm grateful you know, for what I've been learning in this book about managing my emotions and the fact that I have a choice. I have a choice to either stay in my emotions and stay in that state of depression or frustration or anger or sadness, loneliness, hurt, pain. I have a choice to either stay there or I have a choice to get up and allow God to heal and move and help me overcome it. And that's the thing. Everything that we do, we have a choice. It may sometimes feel like we don't. And you may even say to me like, Hannah, I don't see how I have a choice in this matter. But you do. You do. You can choose to rejoice. You can choose to count it all joy. Even though it's hard, I'm not saying that it's not going to be hard. But nobody said it was going to be easy. No one did. If someone told you that, they told you an untruth. And you're going to have to unlearn that truth and learn the real truth you know if you hold on to his teaching 
then you are truly his disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Another version says the truth will make you free. So know the truth. And the truth is we have a choice. And not only do we have a choice, we have a God who will help us master this and who has also helped us the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us in how to do this. So he didn't leave us alone to do this on our own because he knows on our own we can't manage our emotions. We can't, you know, do this by ourselves. So he's like, I got you. But I need you to acknowledge that this is here, that this is how you feel. Stop denying it. I need you to acknowledge that being emotional does not make you weak. I need you to untwist that lie. Get rid of that lie out because that that's not the truth. I gave you emotions. I gave you to I gave them to you for a reason, but I did not give them to you for you to become self-righteous or self-focused and like oh this is how I feel this no I gave them to you so that you can feel and have compassion and be able to relate to other people and show them how you were able to overcome and how I can do the same thing for them that's why I gave it to you not for you to become the victim or play the victim and stay in your situation And I hope that that doesn't offend anybody because I'm not trying to offend you, but it's just the truth. And it's something that I had to realize for myself. My emotions are not meant for me to play victim. They're not meant for me to be like, woe is me. And that and that's the other thing. That's not the kind of person that I am, which is one of the reasons why I always suppressed it, because I don't ever want to give off that feeling. But what is the intent behind that? That's something else God's been revealing. Ugh, this whole reveal, expose, remove. Um, but that's something else he revealed to me. He was like, Hannah, that whole thing of I don't want to, you know, be perceived as the victim. I don't want to be perceived as weak. He's just like that too. That that comes from something else in your childhood that you saw. And I need you to unlearn that. Because having emotions are a good thing. They're not a bad thing. I gave them to you for a reason. And anything that comes from me is good. It's a good and perfect gift. So don't allow the enemy to twist my good and perfect gift that I've given you into something bad because it's not. But understand that your emotions are not for you to stay in that place and focus on that. I need you to get up. I need you to get out of it. Because my power, I, I, I am able to bring you out of that. And I'm able to, to show you how that hurt or that pain that you have experienced, that you've gone through. I'm able to show you how that will work for your good and how you can share with others that it worked for your good. So that when they go through it, they'll know like if he did it for her, he can do it for me too. So as usual, I hope you all got something out of the podcast today. Um, Again, this was just me being humble, open and transparent as usual, sharing where I am in my current journey. Um, You know, keep me in your prayers that as I continue to, you know, dig deep into all these things that I thought (laughs) I was done with, that it I'm fully healed from it so that one day I can share it with you all in more detail um, to help somebody else, you know. So on that note, if you'd like to get in contact with me, you can always send a listener letter to hannahsworld00 at gmail.com or connect with me on Instagram at hannahsworld00. Until next time, peace out, world.